we're back at the ranch. I don't know what happened to this week. It is like a lot has happened, and I haven't seen you since we last did this, and we're late on the podcast. What are you talking about? Isn't it Monday? No. And I lost my microphone, and the house is in chaos, and I just got back from singing in Hazen uh, for the second time in less than, well, since Saturday, and it is Wednesday. But we are doing this mostly because I want to talk to you and see what you've been doing. (laughs) And since we last recorded, we've done Medora, you went fishing, we were in a tourism campaign, we did Bible school. What else? It's crazy. I went camping. Oh, you went camping. I was home alone. I I slept two nights in a row in this house by myself. I didn't. No. <laughs> that was crazy. Oh, I w- we sang at a barn dance. Yeah, there was a lot. Oh, and the girls went on their first ride outside of the arena, like on their big horses with us. That oh was a God, big milestone. Oh, my God, that feels like a month ago. I know, but that was li- like, what day was it? Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep, Sunday. And now we're talking on my crappy little microphone from 10 years ago because somewhere in this mess of a house, I can't find our podcast mic. So it was the pack rat or the ghosts. I'm not sure which one. But what did you do today? (laughs) You need to lean in close on this dinosaur. We have to sit shoulder to shoulder to do this tonight. I'm trying to think of what I did do today. I've been singing Bible camp songs and making friendship bracelets. That's what we did this morning. So our keen, little keen, tiny town churches got together, and the ladies did such a good job. It was stinking cute. It was like barn-themed, and I got to dig out all of my Bible camp songs. Where was it? In the Keen Dome. <laughs> all right. So did you ever go to Bible camp? You Catholic, you? No. So you don't know any Bible camp songs? No. No. Church is not fun. Not when you're Catholic. (laughs) When you're a Lutheran, we sing, He's a peach of a savior, he's the apple of my I sang that 47 times this morning. Those kind of things in like CCD. Mm. You did? They let you sing in Catholic CCD? (laughs) Yeah, but mostly not like the fun kind of non-churchy songs that you guys sing. Oh, it's about Jesus. There was There's a Jesus song about a hippo that Edie knew. Oh my gosh, it was so cute. Because she got to go to Bible camp um, up in Epping. We've talked about that, where it's like the overnight camp, but she just did the day camp. And so they learned some of those camp songs. And it's, it's like, hip, hip, hippopotamus, hip, hip, hooray, God made all of us. And then you go, hoo, hoo, hoo. No, she wasn't singing that. She, she was, was singing the apple of her eye one tonight, though, when we were... Oh, Out shooting bows in the front yard. She was, and Rosie was too. They were but singing. Rosie was doing a funny thing where, kind of, she always does because she's four, but she doesn't know what the word actually is, so she just says a word that, that sounds like sounds it. Sounds similar, but it's not actually a word. <laughs> <clears throat> but 
Well, so they were doing that. So on our way to Bible school this morning, Edie was making a friendship bracelet in the car. Okay. So Rosie had Jesus on her mind. <laughs> and she was like, I'm Mom. afraid. <laughs> well, it was just funny. Mom, I want to do what Edie's doing. I want to do this friendship bracelet. Well, the bracelet was like a rubber band thing. I'm not giving that to Rosie in the car. And she doesn't know. She doesn't. She This child does not have patience for arts and crafts. So she's really annoyed that Edie's into making friendship bracelets right now. Like, well, we've you saw the epic meltdown a couple days ago. She wanted to play dolls and Edie wanted to make friendship bracelets. And that was not the thing. Like the friendship bracelet craft is ruining Rosie's life right now. So anyway, she's trying to like it. <laughs> so she wants to try it on in the car on the way to school, Bible school. And I'm like, no, you can't do it. And then she pauses for a second. And then she's like, why did Jesus make the world like this? <laughs> <laughs> and I go, like what? Like where big sisters get to do all of the things and little sisters get to do nothing. Why did Jesus make the world like this? And then parenting books don't prepare you for questions about Jesus not making life fair for her. And so I thought I did a good job. And I said, well, big sisters are there to teach little sisters how to do things like friendship bracelets. And that means little sisters get to do fun things way before big sisters get to do fun things. And that didn't work. It went quite the opposite <laughs> tonight when they were shooting bows and Rosie Oops. was, because they think every time if the arrow sticks in the target. Oh, that's a bullseye? That's a bullseye. Oh, well, if it so gets all it to has, the... All it has to do is stick in the target mm-hmm. and then it's a bullseye. Well, Edie's... And in the first mm-hmm. goal round, Rosie got four bullseyes and Edie got one bullseye. Yep. I heard about that at bedtime tonight and she was jealous. Yep. And then the second goal round, then Edie got like five bullseyes and Rosie only got one and she just about broke her bow over her knee. She was not She's happy so competitive. Until I shot my bow and then I said, well, I only got one bullseye. And then so she was okay with it? I said, this is what practicing is. It's practice. It's not perfecting. It's practicing. So when you guys were out fishing last weekend, does she get competitive about how many fish everyone catches or how does that go? Not if she catches more. <laughs> And the thing about Rosie is she usually beats Edie at everything, physical, everything. A lot of times. The races, the bike, the monkey bars, like she's just like a beast, but she wasn't. No, it was good because like they didn't catch a lot of fish last weekend, so. It wasn't really that much action. Yeah, they each caught one or two or whatever. Yeah. So Chad Chad took the girls fishing and camping with his family and I had a busy weekend last weekend I sang in Williston at the Chokecherry Festival and then the next night we got to do this really cool thing where um, a family and I'll talk about it more next week because I'm sort of behind on this the schedule here but I wrote about it and for next week's column <coughs> excuse me and a family in the over by Hazen, uh, does a barn dance for his family every year. He's a doctor, a retired doctor, who has a his family's place, and he calls it the home place. And he's redone or kept up this really cool Chad's drinking whiskey. You can hear that. 
Not on this microphone. <laughs> Can you hear my emphysema? Yeah. So it overlooks the big lake. And we've played up there before. I think the last time I played up there for their family barn dance, I was pregnant with Rosie. So it's been a little bit. But he's renovated this and kept up this old barn, and it's so cool. And then they had a picnic outside under a tent. It was a beautiful night. This last weekend was cool, so it felt a lot like fall. And usually when you play up in that barn, it's like 5,000 degrees. And I was sort of prepared for that because it had been really hot earlier that week. But it was a beautiful weekend and a beautiful night. And when Chad took the girls on Friday, I was like, Saturday morning, I was free. And so I actually went and and dad and me and Alex, we all went out on a ride to the West Pasture. So we were like, I was doing all of the like things I don't get to do by myself when you guys are gone. And it was just beautiful because it was so cool and nice. And the bugs were like not around and the grass was high up to our armpits and it just was a beautiful ride. And then, then we just came home, got ready and went to that barn dance. And it just was such a, it's such a nostalgic thing to see people gathering like that. And um, in the name of really, and he got up and said it, that he just wanted his grandkids to know what a barn dance was. They, and that's why he does it. And he's done it for close to 10 years. not a lot of barn years. dances around anymore. No, and the whole idea of just getting the neighborhood together, especially after all of the COVID crap and all of the isolation and all of the things that have been going on the last couple of years that he makes that effort and he has daughters and um, their and grandkids and the whole community that you know he loves and cares for come out to do this and we have the right music for it so it was dad and me and Mike uh, my dobro guitar player and then neighbor Kelly who has a nice set of like songs for people to dance to and we didn't have a bass player or anything so it was very acoustic but he would they danced and it was they danced till midnight we played from eight till midnight and only took one little break we had um they have german heritage so i was thinking about you so rosie loves kuchen and because she's a little old lady (laughs) and we were in medora the week that week before and we were in the cowboy cafe I took Rose, took the kids to Medora, left Chad at home. So we were trying to fit in all of the things, apparently, in the last week. And I went with my sisters and my mom. And we went to the musical. And that's what this week's column is about, is the nostalgia that is Medora. But the Kukin connection is funny because, well, can you do you want to explain to the masses what Kukin is? <laughs> because most people that listen... I don't listen, know what it is. You don't know what it is? It's like... Cream pie? It's like a custard, but it's a German... But way way better. It's like a German heritage dish that a lot of people in this neck of the woods have either Norwegian or German heritage from the immigrant families. And kuchen is one of those things that is very, like, held sacred in... I'm kind of curious to see. I forgot about the kuchen tonight, (laughs) and Rosie was wanting something to eat. Oh, yeah, but you I should was, have brought it up. But I was wondering how she would feel about fruit I in know. her cooking. Because so, that's yeah. kind of sacrilege. Well, yeah, and I think Some that's, places, some places, I like it, but I did not grow up You didn't with grow it. up my, that My way. grandma would be like, that's not cooking. Right, because your mom makes cooking with thin crust, 
and just the plain custard, which is what I like the best with the little cinnamon on the top. Mm-hmm. And the, and we've made it. It's like a cream kind of custard. It's cream and, gosh, I don't remember. It's kind of like a cream that sets up. I don't know how to describe mm-hmm. it. I mean, it's, it's like, like a, a hard pudding in a heaven crust. in your mouth on a pie crust. <laughs> I don't I don't know. And then throughout the state, people make it a little bit different depending upon their background. And your grandma, who raised your mom, made it this way, and this was like. Well, and you should really should talk to my mom about it because I don't. I kind of. I tune out when she talks about it too much, but there's wedding kuchen, and mm-hmm. then there's like whatever kind of kuchen. I don't know. One of them means that it has fruit in it, right. and that's like no not wedding real. kuchen is doesn't have fruit in it, and it's the thinner crust. That's why I said one of them means that, that it doesn't, and I don't know what the, the other one. kind is. I've listened. I'm pretty sure that's what how your mom described it, and I her mom. Get this wrong if I were you. <laughs> I would stick to the maybe's and okay. I thinks. Allegedly, you're going kind of hard on that. Okay, being fine. Gospel. Allegedly, the wedding kuchen is the kuchen that doesn't have the fruit and is thinner crust, and that's the kind that your mom makes because her grandma made it, and that's the kind she showed us how to make, and that's the kind I like and Rosie likes, and that's what we eat. But across the state, kuchen has typically fruit in it. Peaches, raz, not raz, strawberry, like every kind of fruit, right? Yeah, mostly it's peaches. I don't there know There was why, like, a, like maybe some dates. Like, okay, so at this barn dance, there was kuchen of, there was a table, like two six-foot tables full of homemade kuchen. Because this was a German be. family. They bring them up to this beautiful barn with beautifully redone floors, with beer in the back and a bar in the front and a stage in the front. And, a, you know, just like it's picture perfect down below because the bar, it's a lofted barn. That's where we were playing. Down below, there's a beautiful like tent set up with picnic tables in, in it. And set up with sunflowers because it's like harvest. And then they had, <laughs> here's what they were serving. I can't say it right. <laughs> You're looking, staring at me and I'm getting sweaty. I can't. <laughs> flesh. Flesh. <laughs> Can you say it? No, Fle- I, I can't actually. I think it's flesh kikla. Flesh, flesh kikla, yes. That, <laughs> which is, I don't know. I never grew up eating that. You didn't grow up eating no. that. Oh, I I was so excited to tell you I ate it because I knew what it was. But I, it's like a meat pie. So it's it's like a thin hamburger with onions, you know, cooked into it, with a, um, uh, in like a pastry, deep fried pastry, basically. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And then but no, I've never eaten it. Some people put ketchup in it. Some people don't. They had pickles. I always get that one mixed up with the weird thing that your people eat, which is like... Krumkaka. Stup- super stinky fish. Oh, yeah. Um, I just said it in my head, what? but now I forgot. Lutefisk. Lutefisk. Yeah. I've never had lutefisk. I, people th- are going to get really mad at me for doing no, that, but I do I not. I runs, have had that. It is not good. You have? Yes. It runs hot and cold with us, like Norwegian immigrant descendants. Because it's funny, because I doubt our ancestors now, allegedly, <laughs> would say, 
oh, I'm so glad you're still eating this fish. Like, I think in Norway, they don't eat lutefisk. It's like they made it because it kept, you know, fresh fish. It kept, it was cured. It And that's the only way you could, like, make sure you would that's eat fish. Just, that's like Germans is, nobody had any money, but everybody had a cow. Yeah, and flour. So they had, yeah, noodles and cream. Noodles and, and cream is a and sausage of that, and then sausage was yeah. When that's the same thing with the Norwegians, it's like okay, well we have lefse, we love it. Well, you had potatoes, so you made everything with potatoes, <laughs> and everything was white, and yeah, the krumkak and the lefse and everything. But with my heritage food, like my grandma died so young, I never, and my mom, my mom's side didn't really keep that kind of tradition with the cooking. My grandma Edie did, but I never got to learn any of that from her. So one day I'm going to learn to make lefse for my aunt Carrie. So I don't know how to make anything, but I know how to make more German food. According to your dad, your grandma made awesome double fried chicken. Yeah. I would Which like is for probably, you to learn how to do that's that. That's not a heritage food, though. It could be. <laughs> Way it to bring it up. Sounds like my heritage. <laughs> and really good buns and things. Um, I know. She was a great cook. But um, anyway, I'm going the long way around with this cooking story, but that's just the way I do it. So I was just so excited to be at this barn dance with all of this like heritage, German heritage, and that they kind of just celebrated in the way that Germans do, too. It was really fun. But backtrack to taking the girls to Medora, we went to the musical, and that's you know kind of what this column is about this, this week is all about the nostalgia of Medora. But the next morning, we went to the Cowboy Cafe. And if you've been to Medora, which is a tiny tourist town in the Badlands way west that celebrates the heritage of the Teddy Roosevelt and um, oh, the characters that kind of settled this place in the Badlands, um, there's a big musical in an amphitheater in the Badlands at night after night in the summer. And it's a thing that every family does in North Dakota. It's like that's what you do. So many people have connections to it and childhood memories. And that's, you know, really what you feel like when you bring your kids back there, because it's a tradition that you did when you were a kid and that's grandmas bring their grandkids and, and it's just what you do. It's a fun thing. It's a fun tourist, fun family thing, family spot. And I have a lot more to say about it, but you always have to, well, we have the things that we have to do when we go to Medora and going to the Cowboy Cafe is one of them because they have the best breakfast. It's like an old school diner. It's small. It's fast. And they have every assortment of breakfast that you can think of. It's eggs over easy with hash browns and meat and the great just, waffles. Just all the, like all the, diner the staples, stuff. like yeah. the regular staples. Any yeah. combination. Well, Rosie picks up the little menu, the little diner menu, and she sees a little drawing of um, like a pie. And she's like, Mom, it's a pie. The drawing is, Mom, they have Kuchen, <laughs> which <laughs> only a little German baby <laughs> would say, like who know, what little four-year-old knows what Kuchen is. And I was like, oh, no, baby, that's, a, that's actually pie. And then she was like, hmm. What's, a, I, what's a pie? Yeah. And then I can't remember if she said it before or after, but it was stinking cute. It was like, I was like, no, baby, that's pie. And then she, like a little old lady, she's like, hmm, well, I'll try the pie. (laughs) (laughs) Did she then? No, she didn't. But actually, I look over on the wall then next to our booth. They have kuchen. Of course, they have kuchen at the Cowboy Cafe. Did you get some? 
No, we didn't. Because we got a giant caramel roll as a does as an appetizer for. <laughs> breakfast. So you couldn't bring for. Well, here's why I didn't do the kuchen because it had fruit on it, and I didn't know she was gonna go for it. I don't. I don't know. So. I, I sort of feel like she has had it with fruit on it, but I. Yeah, it's a very like I don't not, know. I just I know not from my mom. She hasn't, but. We need more people to weigh in on this and tell us, like, what the deal is. But I know there's, like, kook and contests, and it's very, like, it can get heated in how people take their kook. But there is a whole table full It goes full well of, with coffee. That's a, mm, what I know. Do you know what I love? and coffee is the greatest thing ever. When your mom came over, and that was when Edie was a baby, to teach us how to make it, I had a stack of cooking pans in the freezer and then I was like well I'll bring them out when company comes that's what it's for that's what it's for not I, just <laughs> eat every day by yourself <laughs> well every time dad popped over <laughs> I'd be like I should take a cooking pan out of the freezer and then I would and then he'd get one little slice and then I would finish <laughs> finish it off by myself <laughs> sounds like you need to have mom on here she's actually because she has been going crazy too she's in london well she has been in london and now uh, she's in amsterdam today so brinley came over today brinley's our niece chad's sister's youngest and she's they're almost 13 and dad tried to call mom because they're like six hours off so it was oh, kind of a nightly thing yeah. or whatever, like 3 o'clock here is 9 o'clock there. So, you know, I was going to call. And then she called and said, well, he woke me up. It's 10 o'clock. Oh. And he's like, what? So then he said, well, maybe, man, she said something about Amsterdam. So then Brinley, Life 360 her. Oh, really? And she's in Amsterdam. Oh, she didn't even really know where she was or he didn't know where? He didn't know. Oh, wow. he, I mean, he kind of knew. He didn't know what day was where. Oh, like he knew yeah. that was one of the places or whatever. But so she's on her way. I think she'll be home tomorrow oh okay. sometime tomorrow yeah that's a home. big trip that's pretty tomorrow awesome. the next day i think she flies out in the morning and then i don't know how many travel days but mm-hmm. yeah i'll be interested to hear how her trip went brinley was over here because she has a youth deer tag right she got a deer license so she came over to practice shooting so that's why you all were out there so Bryn, how did she do with the gun? good she is like uh it took a little bit to get the gun situation we borrowed a gun from Travis's wife because she had a youth model so anyway Travis's wife my brother oh (laughs) you know I got a brother his name is Travis I know but that was weird (laughs) Steph yeah (laughs) your sister-in-law that's one way of saying it my brother's wife I mean it's not like Travis is like a friendish person okay anyways (laughs) anyway we borrowed a gun and had to do a little sighting in. So when she first shot, she wasn't hitting what she was aiming at. And then, well, then Dad tried, and he wasn't hitting it. And then so we did some adjusting, and then a shot. And then after after we got it, like, shooting good, she's, like, hits the same hole that she shot before. Oh, wow. So, like, she can do it. Yeah, she's spot on when, when the gun's on. She's good. Well, this girl is 12 and is a state champion pitcher on a softball team on like a big girl on the 14 team. Yeah. team yeah so this girl's not messing around and she's kind of chad's kid like when the the her older sisters will sit around and visit and kind of do the hanging out talking girly stuff and when 
Bryn comes to the ranch. She's like, Chad, where's Chad? We're, we got to go do something. We go drive oh, side she, by side. She drove us around all over the Is place. She? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's not messing around with this stuff just sitting here when there's all of this landscape. And I think that's really fun, a fun thing. And it's a unique thing. Like her sisters didn't do the hunting thing. And Brinley got her first deer out here. Was it last year? Two years ago. Oh. So she got, she's got two does out here. Mm-hmm. Now she has a buck tag. Okay. Were the girls around when she was shooting? Yeah. Did they like that? Was it too loud? Mm, they sat in the pickup, but then I had my motorcycle there, so then we'd drive the motorcycle up to the Target to check it and then drive back, so we got to do the back and this forth thing on the dirt bike. This is a lot of dangerous things happening out here, but... It was totally safe. <laughs> oh, I found out another interesting thing about Brinley that was really funny. Apparently, girl hates grasshoppers. Oh. And we're driving the side-by-side, which I took the doors off because it's nice. Yeah. And there's grasshoppers. And they were jumping on her. And she was losing her biscuits. Oh, really? <laughs> She's so tough. There's she so hates grasshoppers. Many, there's so many grasshoppers out here. It's disgusting. Some of our friends... I think West is way worse. Their gardens are completely demolished by them. Like, we don't have... There's just a lot. We don't have, like, a terrible amount. Not here. On our place, yeah. But I think other places are just thick. Which is unfortunate. I am going to lose my mind if we get that grasshopper infestation on this garden that basically is all a pumpkin plant now, but underneath there's vegetables. There's pumpkins. <laughs> there's vegetables. I will be so sad if it if that happens to my garden. I don't know how to prevent it. I don't think you really can at this point, but it's, yeah. Dad said he went to haul hay off the one of the alfalfa fields and there's a lot of regrowth, but... He said the grasshoppers are just disgusting. They're terrible right now. But we need some rain again, I think. That would be nice. Um, But we had a nice cool weekend anyway. And then because we had a cool weekend, we got to do some more riding. And, well, you guys came home on Sunday. And on Monday, we had this cool experience. It was kind of crazy. So I work with our county tourism I do some work for them and I'm always telling the story of western North Dakota so it's always just kind of been a natural fit and um, I'm contract employed to do some of that work anyway um, they're doing a new state tourism campaign that features like real people in the state and the work that they do and of course I get kind of set up to have this film crew come out here and they wanted to just film rant the ranch and in my mind I'm like yeah they'll come out and they'll film the ranch I don't know what I was thinking but I got on the phone with them a couple weeks ago and they started talking about wardrobe and makeup and 5 a.m call time and cameramen and I'm like wait a minute are you wanting us to be in this (laughs) and I'm like because if you are then yes you definitely need to bring some makeup for me um anyway They said, yeah, 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 we love your, like, I think mostly because I take all these pictures of you and the girls. I love how you guys look because you are very handsome and you make (laughs) a good silhouette, right? We've been told that. Um, So they're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to come out and we want to take pictures of your kids and you guys doing your thing. So I'm like, okay. So we had to kind of arrange our life or just make sure like everything was set up. So I get a little anxiety because, of course, I love having people out here, but then you start thinking like, oh, all of the ways that you want it to look someday, 
But it doesn't look like it yet. So like, but it's real life. So it's, it's not that. It's, it's not not your doctor friend who's got. Yeah, it's not the, the perfect barn setup. It's not the barn dance setup. But in my mind, I want it to be, and someday it will be. But right now, we have a hundred and some year old barn that we need to tear down, and we have a tack room that's messy, and we have weeds, and you know, just calves that we're feeding, and horses in two different places, and all of the things. So, um. So I spent the weekend when I wasn't singing, I spent the weekend like weed eating and kind of trying to mow around the, the farmstead and thinking like, okay, we're going to shoot in front of this old barn. We're going to bring these horses together. Oh no, Rosie's crying. She wait. Okay. Um, and I was just like, just want it to look the best that it could possibly look. But anyway, um, so we had to move horses across the ranch because the girls were maybe going to ride horses for this video shoot. We're all going to be in front of the barn at the home place. And so there's like a mile to move these horses. And we could have just, you know, put them in the trailer. But I thought, well, this would be a fun little ride for the girls to do. And they've not been out on their own riding outside of the arena really um Edie's definitely ready for it she knows how to control her old horse but I didn't know if Rosie was and so we wound up um doing that so I went over with the girls and saddled up their two old horses and got my horse and then Chad met us with his horse and we got them in the arena and of course the first thing Rosie says is I want to trot she wants to just be trotting all the time Poor Rocky is like 107 years old. <laughs> and Edie, which is, this is so cool. So it was really a special moment, actually. Um, because ever since before I was a mom. <laughs> oh, you're going to cry. <laughs> Shut up. I just, because my favorite thing that I did with my dad was just go riding. Go along. Go check cows. Just go riding. Like the best memories. And of course, the way that I learned to ride was never really in an arena because we didn't have one. The way I learned to ride was literally following behind him. But we just have a different caution with our kiddos, of course. And we have the arena, and they're way smaller starting to ride than even I was. So we've started them on these little ponies since they were could barely walk. So they have experience, but it's just been a slow roll into this Anyway, to see them on these old horses. So Rocky's an old horse we kind of acquired. He's been on the place since we moved back, so at least 10, 11 years. 12, 12 or so years, so I think he's, he's been around. he's probably in his late 20s. And then Cuss is my sister's horse, Alex's horse, and my dad had him as a colt and trained him. He's been on this place his entire life. No, and, he was gone for a little bit. Well, that's what happened. Well, Cuss was? I mm-hmm. thought this cowboy was. Well, your dad says Cuss had the same. Oh, like, he like trained them. He would train horses and sell them young. And then sometimes, you know, just because dad's a horse whisperer and people would get him and then not have a good experience or whatever happened, then dad would take them back. And so Cuss was maybe off the place for two years, maybe. Yeah, one or two it years wasn't. or something. It was But most of his life, he's been here. And he's kind of one of those horses, just like all the horses that I grew up 
with because dad's a trainer and loves horses and has never met a horse that he doesn't love. Cuss has kind of like a wild eye. (laughs) So he looks a little spooked all the time and he just kind of gets a little hot, but he's never done anything. And he's kept good care of Alex and through her years riding and one of the only horses Alex ever really rode. And now Edie's riding him. And she's getting along really well with him. And he, it's like they know they're taking care of a kid. And it's kind of like Rocky too, like, oh, I'm doing this job. Okay, cool. I'm doing this job. I got the kids on me now. And (laughs) so they're trotting around the arena and then up pops over the hill, Chad. And so Edie looks up and she's like, well, now that's an entrance. That's what she said. (laughs) But then we all just rode out. Uh, to from one place to the other and it doesn't seem like a big deal um but we all rode as a family on a beautiful night and the horses were great and the kids were unfazed by it all I am like so happy on the surface and then underneath I'm thinking of all the worst case scenarios like if I should have put them in full body armor because anything can happen on a horse and I know it because anything has happened on horses when I was a kid for me but we made it and they were so cute and now Rosie's awake Okay, Rosie is hard right now to put to bed. (laughs) And to wake up. And to wake up. And to go to school. (laughs) And to not go to school. And And to get dressed. She's four. She is having all the feelings, really. It's been a rough summer with her. She's so sweet and so smart, but the feelings are large and they are in charge. That's the other thing that happened. She mastered her R's. I know we had a big week this week. The R thing is hard for me because I said... No more woesy. No more woesy, which that's really cute because she told me she wanted to be named Elizabeth. Oh, no, Isabel. Isabella. Why? Because my name is woesy and I can't say my owls and it's (laughs) embarrassing. (laughs) So now she can say rosy and she's pretty proud of herself. Real talk, we just had to take a 20-minute break to put Rosie with an R back to sleep. So it's 11.30. <laughs> and this is a big week. It's Wednesday. Tomorrow's Thursday. Friday is a big our big rib fest celebration in town. And that's going to be wild. We have a huge party on the street. Like almost 10,000 people show up. I help with it. We're going to have like big name acts. I got to probably go to bed, but. <laughs> yeah, I've already went to bed twice tonight. <laughs> that's not, that's not wrong. Anyway. Three times. I put you to bed first. Oh my gosh. It's been rough. It's rough. But yeah, anyway, that ride was really sweet. What were you thinking when we were riding with them? Were you internally thinking about all the ways they could hit the ground like me? <laughs> It was like back and forth. Yes. A mother's mind like, oh, they're so precious. Oh, my gosh, they're going to fall off. Oh, look at how this is a dream come true. They could get maimed and dismembered. <laughs> we should have put a helmet on them. We should have put full body armor on them. There was a lot of things I was thinking. Do you uh, think I my... wasn't thinking that stuff. I was like hoping that there wasn't any grouse. And then yeah, the spooking. Rocky doesn't like my horse. So then I'm like, well, geez, he's going to throw a little fit because... That's what old horses who don't get used for anything do. They're just turds. Also, they also, yeah, it's also, they're old, so they don't get care. their right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
And they, they girls have proven that they can stick on. That's for sure. Oh, they yeah, can they hold can, on, but they can ride. But they can't. Um, you can't not pay attention. But like, I could fall off. You know. I know anyone anybody can. can fall off. Well, speaking of, so I guess that was the little going you know, twenty minutes, half hour later, talking about why we had to ride the horses over to the other place because the film crew was coming. And I didn't know it was a film crew at that time, but we wanted all the horses in one place so that it could be like streamlined, the shots they wanted to get in the morning. So the next morning, after we arrived safely from our first family's ride, you know, pasture to pasture, um, I get a knock on the door at like quarter after five, and I thought we weren't supposed to have go time until six, and there is a fleet of vehicles <laughs> in our yard and at the ranch, and I'm like basically still have my eye crusties in, and the photographer looks at me, and he's like, did you not know we are doing this? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but I thought it was 6.30 or whatever, but I, I'm cool. We're ready to go. It is dark outside. I don't know what we're getting into. He starts telling me, at, like, I literally have been awake since 3 in the morning worrying about this, but I just got upright. I just stood up and put pants on to talk to him. Uh, I was told we were going to take a couple pictures. That was an inaccurate description of what happened. This is not. And also, yeah, pictures, they were taking film. I didn't understand, like, moving pictures. Like, <laughs> video. Video. Anyway, I didn't get very much sleep. <laughs> and he's telling me in the dark of our driveway, lovely man, great people to work with, but this is just funny. I have, He's excited, right, about the day. And I am, like, standing there, my eye crusties, and he's like, I have this vision of the sunrise coming up. And you're going to be riding your horse across the pasture at a full run. And we're going to be alongside you in our side-by-side -side and with the film and the camera. And I was like, that's not going to work. <laughs> that's what I said. Have you seen the country out here? Well, he hadn't because it was dark. I'm like, you, there's rocks and hills and, like, that's the reason we ride horses. But we'll figure it out. I'll meet you at the barn. <laughs> I got to get brush my teeth. <laughs> And I have to wake up everybody and call dad to come over to watch the kids because they are still sleeping. And I said, just go the cut across, turn right, you'll, I'll meet you at the barn. 20 minutes later, I get my clothes on, I get my hat on, I get like put together, you get put together. I go to find them, and they're all in my sister's yard. All six cars and a trailer and like a whole thing. And I'm all I can think is Alex just pressing her nose against them. Little window, like who's in my yard? Who's in my yard? <laughs> but she said she was had to, she just put the pillow over her head. Yeah, and Travis was awake, and I don't know, he didn't hear. So that was a bullet dodged because I was feeling really bad. But we got right to it when they, you know, they, we figured it out, and we all got down to the barnyard. And if you've never been involved in any of in something like this, it in terms of like a video shoot or a really professional people doing these this type of work like taking your picture doing film they are meticulous and it is a it they take every shot so seriously and the setup for every shot is um it's a process so if we thought we were going to take a few snapshots that's not the case at all <laughs> and so but it was really a fun day what we wound up doing is Chad and I saddling up riding up behind into the horse pasture, getting up on this hill for a sunrise pictures and film. 
and it was a beautiful morning. So the sun was so that was just perfect. The light was just right. There was a drone involved. No one got bucked off. Um, but you looked like you belonged in Yellowstone. Yeah. They, we did that, and then we went over to the cow pasture to, because I was like, oh, he'll get these shots, and he'll forget about the, the one where we need to be running. <laughs> he did not forget about those shots. And so I had just finished telling them, like, oh, I know what you want to get. I did this with Chad when we first moved back. Remember? Mm-hmm. We had Cowboy, and it was a sunset, and I had my new camera, and I wanted you to run back and forth in front of me so I could get, like, action shots of you being, like, a beautiful silhouette. And I got some great pictures. Oh, some cool pictures, yeah. And then I said, hey, you should try to get some great shots of me running back and forth across the sunrise, sunset. And I, you got behind the camera. I got in front of the camera. I kicked my horse up, and he immediately starts throwing a fit and starts, like, sort of bucking. And I start squealing, and all the pictures that you took of me are my ponytail flying and me, like, trying to stay, like, gather myself in a little, like, mini buck. Not glamorous, not the same thing at all. So... This is then I am told them that story. Because when you ask your horses to run, they're like, what What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> we, we, don't we don't run. We don't do this. <laughs> I'm a more leisure. We go for strolls. Like, But that's the thing when we're chasing cows. If I ask them to do that, they do because they have a job to do. They're not like taken by surprise. But when I asked Gizmo to do it this time, it was a different story. So I just got done telling them that story. And then here's the scene. We find, we have a cat. Our cows are in a pasture that has a cut across road now because of oil field traffic and just like some wells that need to be serviced. So I'm like, this will work. The cows are there. You guys can drive your side by side on the road and we'll just run alongside the road. And that was what we did. So Chad's in front, looking calm, cool, and collected as usual. Basically, these guys have a little electric, really cool electric side-by-side, but it takes a little while to get, like, steamed up (laughs) to get going. (laughs) And so we have to do this, like, how many times did we run back and forth? Like, six? It was enough times that my horse knew what we were doing, and he was having a blast racing the side-by-side like the, he would get excited before we start and then I'd have to slow him down yeah because he, he he wanted to race the side and by your side. horse is fast my horse not fast <laughs> and the first thing I do is kick him up and he starts like bucking <laughs> just exactly the same as I explained in our other photo shoot so you're way ahead of me looking cool they're alongside me getting a Clearly, apparently, I mean, because I thought they're just taking like still shots. Oh no, they got it all on moving camera. So you got they got you a runner bucket, huh? like wee, 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 wee. <laughs> like me making weird. Wonder noises. if they got the audio because you were making some funny well, noise because I couldn't see you, but I could, could hear, hear you, and I was like, oh, I know what's going on back there. Kind of laughing, kind of like, oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. And then I well, clearly was far behind you. So then the first take, they're like, yeah, yeah, that was fine. <laughs> Let's try it again. I'm like, oh, sweet Jesus. So back and forth we went, and Gizmo understood the assignment later. Well, then the second time my hat was falling off, so then that was not <laughs> happening. And then I finally figured that out. Like, I am not a movie star. Meantime, Chad and uh, Ringo are making, like, a race out of it, and you're looking like 
And then the, then you just keep going faster and faster, and, and Gizmo's trying to keep up. I'm trying to keep up. It was a whole thing, but I think they got some really pretty shots. And then, um, then the yeah, okay, so we're done with that. Then the next task, I mean, anyone who has cattle and horses that aren't, like, in the movie industry <laughs> can maybe relate to us now. Then the next assignment is push these cows towards our side-by-side. Um, are they scared of drones? <laughs> And it's like, I don't know about the drone thing, but we'll just see if we can get them to go towards you. And so we start gathering the cows and just basically push them to, for no reason, just towards the camera. And they did all right. They're confused. They did all, well, the cows, they, they know there's two gates, and they picked the one that they thought they were supposed to go to, mm-hmm. and they did that. It wasn't exactly the way they were supposed to go, but... Every other day of the rest of their lives, it is the way they're supposed to go. So It actually went better than that one time when we had the the local news crew out here a few years ago. Well, he wanted to be so close. That was impossible. (laughs) And remember that I have just to tell this story because I tell it all the time. But that was an embarrassing moment for me, too, because I was miked and I forgot. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) And we had cows that we were supposed to chase. So it was a local film crew. Just a film guy, just one guy. Um, Cliff Naylor, for local people, they'll know who Cliff is. Great guy. He comes out, it's muddy as all can be. He has his tennis shoes on. He's in, he can do anything because he's been around the block. He's done stories everywhere. He wants to take film footage of us pushing the cows towards him with a giant camera. And, uh, and he's standing in the gate. And these are not our cows because we had other cows on the place, and so they are not familiar. And I mic'd up from an interview, and I think he wanted to keep my mic on to get some audio. And we're pushing these cow- cows back and forth and back and forth. They're not going in the gate. They're running wild, and I'm cussing. Never never mic up a person on a horse. <laughs> what the hell are we do? This is never going to work. Rah, 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 rah. And then I don't realize until after we're done that I have a microphone on. <laughs> so I'm sure Cliff saw my, you know, not my um, PC <laughs> uh, for the public side, but we did that too. We're always up for whatever, but um, anyway. Then, yeah, this is funny because these guys, this couple of the bulls started fighting. And, oh, yeah. And then he was asking questions about it, and he's like, well, are you just going to let them do that? I'm like, well, I'm not going to get in the middle of that. What am I going to do? this? Well, 2,500 pounds each going at it. Like, 5,000 pounds of muscle. Why are there two bulls in this pasture? And you're like, Like, why are they here? Yeah. And then the next question was, are you just going to let them do that? And I was like, well, yeah. (laughs) Sometimes they break things. They're not next to a fence and whatever. Well, that's funny. Like we have, yeah. Sometimes you try to get them to stop if they're going to break themselves or break something. But yeah, I wonder... That and they, I mean, they weren't fighting hard. They were just doing the thing. As soon as you try to move a bull, the first thing they do Start is try to find another bull to fight. Yeah, I know. Isn't that funny? Well, and it's so fun, like, because I was nervous about it, but it's so fun to have people out on the place because I was obsessing a little bit. And, you know, this is something that we're going to be doing. And so having more guests out here, which I'm excited about, but I need to kind of get over that idea that it has to be picture perfect and I had warned them like you know we have old outbuildings we have beautiful landscape but like it doesn't look like Yellowstone and the barn is coming down and there's a hundred year ranch that we're currently making repairs on now that's what where we're at they loved it 
they love the old barn. They, the landscape, of course, like you can't, you can't dispute that. So we had that going for us. But the thing that was killing me is then they wanted <clears throat> dad and the girls to come down. So the girls were all dressed up. They were ready. They were adorable. Had their hats on. Um, the, my most embarrassing and worst spot on the whole ranch is that tack room shack that I always have to clean out every spring because it's a disaster of <clears throat> mice and just what happens in old buildings that aren't sealed up. And so I want those things out of there always, and I always am cleaning it. Where do they decide to do wor- portrait work but inside that Oh, they tack loved room. it. They were excited about that. Oh, and I'm like, pu- I'm pulling the guard, you know, because the old like fly spray cans, like there, no one ever puts anything in the garbage. I'm turning into my mother. <laughs> and I'm like, what but they're doing is putting, this is cool. Well, it took them like half an hour to set up this shot because they blew like this fake smoke in there. They had backlighting. There's like six people working on setting up ambiance for the backdrop of my dad and Edie's shop. And then they went into, so I'm mortified that they're standing in that little building, but they love it. And then they go into the bottom part of the old barn and do the same thing. And you all should see these pictures of Chad. Like, really, you looked great. He just casually, like, leans in, like, just standing there. They told you not to smile, though. <laughs> so glad they said that. I have a doofus smile. <laughs> no, it's just like... But my fake smile is really bad, and I know it, and I don't know how to do anything different. Well, it's it was... So but, he's like, ah, oh, you don't have to smile anymore. And I was like... Thank you. So we might not be getting any role modeling jobs, but not smiling, not smiling <laughs> ones. But it was fun. It was fun. It's fun to have people out that you can kind of show around, and then see the place through their eyes because we see it through the lens of all of the work that needs to be done a lot of the times. And you know that Saturday morning, I went out riding with just Dad and Alex, and we went to the West Pasture, and we weren't doing any work. We were just like checking on the place and just riding that reminds me like what a beautiful place we have and how lucky we are but getting people out here seeing it through the artistic lens is is really fun so that's what we did on Monday that was Monday then I came home you went fishing and then we're into the week but really what I I guess that's our cat our catching up I did a couple another music thing today um you had Brindley out and the Bible camp thing. But really what this week's column is about is the Medora trip. Um, and I guess let's go there because that was one thing that I really wanted to do with the kids. And we crammed all this stuff into the last, you know, seven days since we, since the last um, podcast. But I wanted to do, I wanted to do Medora with the girls. They're perfect ages for seeing that musical. And they had never seen it. And so we went with my sister and my mom and my nephew and my other sister, Lindsay. And last time I was in Medora, Edie was a baby at the musical, but I worked there all the time. So one of my first music gigs really was in Medora in this tourist town. And I played on the boardwalk. I played my first time playing my own songs. My first time playing my guitar was in this in Medora because it's really an entertain a place for entertainers to come and people to come to be entertained. And, um, but I haven't gone there as a tourist for a long time. So it was really fun to just do the tourist things. And Edie absolutely loved the musical. And I knew she would because there's singing, there's dancing. It's like a 
kind of musical review, a history of the town and the community and the Badlands. They do some reenactment. There's a dance troupe, uh, probably like five girls and five boys or six girls and six boys, and they clog and dance and sing, and there's a house band, and then there's my favorite part, because the backdrop of the Medora musical amphitheater, they have it right in the middle of the Badlands, and the backdrop is the Badlands. And when it gets dark, you know my favorite part. It's your favorite part, too. They'll have a reenactment of, like, a war scene, and then they have a rider on a real live horse. (laughs) I just have to emphasize it with a spotlight on them in the buttes in the background, and he, he or she is carrying American flag down the butte. It is, I don't care who you are. If you think anything, that is cool. That's pretty cool. Before that, they turn out the elk. So then there's big bull yes, elk. Yes, we that saw are, elk. They're wandering around. It's the bat. Cool. They're, they're it's cool. tame or kind cap, of, yeah. captive, domesticated mm-hmm. or whatever. But National Park elk. Yeah, so then they're roaming around in the background during out throughout the musical. It's so cool. It's always the best part. The best part. I've always wanted to be that. Because they'll you have to be the spotlight rider that rides down yeah. the hill. Didn't you? I always wanted to. I and then they'll have riders come in and some of the scenes on the stage. I always wanted to be that. And I met a woman in Medora that day at the Cowboy Cafe that said she used to do some of that too, which is cool. So she's been to the musical every year since she was a kid. And a lot of people have. It's their family tradition. They'll do reunions there, things like that. I've been there. A fair most. It was probably most years. Most years of your childhood. It probably of my your, whole life. Yeah. We kind of skipped going because I was always well, like working there. Well, there was a long there. stretch where you were working, and I went there every year for my birthday. Oh, it wasn't yeah. my ideal birthday, but we did. <laughs> well, because I was singing. Yeah. And they've done some cool things. So then you have the musical. Then you have, in the column, I kind of try to list it because that's what's cool about it is it's, you know, generational. It was, I think, 65, 1965, when they made that amphitheater into the Medora Musical Amphitheater. It was built prior to that to do, a, I think, to mark an anniversary of Teddy Roosevelt, and they did, like, a, a play there, and it was just benches and things in the Badlands. And then when um, Mr. Schaefer, Harold Schaefer, bought it, they turned it into what it is now and made it the musical review. Little tidbit of history for you. Yeah, no, well, it just keeps getting nicer. They keep mm-hmm. doing updates and upgrades and and what's escalators. Ma- crazy and about it. Yeah, there's escalators to get up and down the big butte to get in the seats it, to sit into that natural amphitheater. They put an elevator in, but two or three years ago, a fire came right up to it. The fire department saved the amphitheater from going up in flames from a um, that drought year with all of the yeah. Wildfires we had were in the Badlands, and you could see it still, the black in the destruction of the fire that just about took it and didn't. So that's pretty incredible. And there's fireworks. And so then they always have someone in the musical, like a guest performer. And this year, it was basketball trip. Uh, players and they were really cool but Edie was really into the musical and then they came out and she was like I thought this was a cowboy show (laughs) not a basketball show and then Rosie was kind of getting like she wanted to go back to that because she of course she's the one that needs a little lengthy for her time (laughs) and then when the basketball 
guys came out, she was into it. So that's the difference between the two kids. The longer the basketball thing went on, which literally 10 minutes max, it was very short, Edie turns to me and goes, this is turning into a basketball show. <laughs> Where are the pretty girls dancing? Um, so anyway, we just, we had a great time. And plus, oh my gosh, the cutest. At the top, of course, they're getting moms like me. They have these just cheesy, adorable, sparkly, light up cowgirl and cowboy hats. Oh yeah, they showed me when they $10, got Ten dollars, only ten dollars. You know, and my I would have never been able to get one of those when I was a kid. No, but we never got to get the. No, well, some sometimes we got to get like the trinkety things, but mostly. And they wouldn't have if they were more than ten bucks. But ten bucks, man, worth every penny. Stinking cute. Every little girl. That's because you don't know what I do for ten dollars. <laughs> oh, I'll just sell a couple books. <laughs> Please buy a book. <laughs> So it could justify that purchase. Oh my gosh, it was so cute. Anyway, and then that's kind of where I where I wrote the column was the next morning because I realized my deadline was the next morning and I hadn't written it yet. So I, I wrote, love I love to go there in the winter time. Uh, it's yeah. actually my favorite is to go in the when winter. it's really quiet because Medora is a small small town when it's not tourist season because it's basically a tourist town and it isn't. It's maybe a hundred people. Well, and, and minus the musical, they still have all of the rest of the stuff is still there. Yeah, some things are open in the winter. They have some really nice um, restaurants, nice hotels. Um, I used to sing in one of their hotels during the winter, um, and that was always a fun date. The Cowboy Christmas. He's yawning. I don't know why. It's not midnight or anything. Cowboy Christmas is down there. Everyone has a nice connection with it, and... They also now have a lazy river that they put in because the other thing that everyone remembers besides the musical, besides getting ice cream, because there's cool ice cream shops there, you always have to get ice cream. You always have to, which we haven't done for a long time, get the old-timey picture. Some people will do the trail oh, rides. I haven't done that for a long, like since I was a kid. I, I have it. one with my cousins, and I was trying not to smile when I was like eight. How'd that go for you? I look. Like a goof. Constipated? It's terrible. My eyes are looking up. My mouth is in like a straight weird line. They all, all my cousins look cool and I look terrible. But if you're a mom or a grandma, that's something that you want your family to do. And that's a fun tradition. So I mentioned that. So I was trying to, when I was in the Badlands Hotel in the morning, trying to file my column, just being in Medora brings up so much memories of us being kids there. We mini golfed. We went to that playground that looks like the town. You know, there's just so much that I did as oh, a kid there. I didn't there. know you guys mini-golfed. Yeah. Well, and Edie was really good at it. Rosie was mad because we weren't following the rules. Because mini-golfing with four kids under six and one preteen and a grandma <laughs> was a little. Um, but it was something we had to do, and it was fun. But that's what, yeah, you have to hit all of those Things. Speaking of grams, Edie was also giving your your gram giving your mom a hard time when we we're doing the photo shoot stuff because oh. your mom came over to help, oh, yeah. but she wasn't all like gussied up In like her everybody outfit. else. And she had Edie's her flip like, flops and leggings all on. Wear your <laughs> stuff, and you just have leggings on. And I know. And then my mom made a quick exit <laughs> before she had to be in it. <laughs> oh man, the theatrics of it all. Yeah, my girls are nothing if they're not well-dressed for the occasion. That's for sure. 
So anyways, I hope that you all got to go to Medora this year. If you haven't, don't miss the show. If you don't know what Medora is because you're listening from another part of the country, look it up. It's a it's a worth a visit. If you're trying to get in all of the states, make North Dakota one of the stops and make sure you make Medora and Western North Dakota one of the stops because the Badlands are truly magical. And watching the kids take in that musical for the first time in the sweet spot of childhood. It, well, of course, I cried a little bit about it because it was... You, you also cry at the musical every time. I kind of do. For, for different reasons each time. Here's but the like, thing. I think every time I had a we've thought. ever gone, there's tears coming. I had a thought about it this year because there, the, right now, the news cycle's chaos. What's happening in this country is tough. We're so divided. But I'm sitting there with my family between my two kids who are so, so innocent Watching this thing that is just good family, wholesome fun. And you could get cynical about it and call it whatever. But what it is is made for these families to come spend time together. It's patriotic. It makes you feel proud to be from this place. And you can kind of set all that cynicism aside and just watch it from like your kid's point of view. It's... It's something. It's special. And that's why this time I was crying. <laughs> because watching Edie and Rosie, Edie mostly because she's in that spot, uh, it, it reminded me of what it felt like to be a kid seeing something like that for the first time. And let's be honest, probably one of the first times I'd seen musical theater in a way, too. It exposes kids to song oh, and dance far. and that's, performance. That's the only music theater I that ever probably, saw. Probably, right? Like, when I was a kid... The, the high school did plays, so we'd go watch, and that was only a few times. And then the, that program kind of. Sure. I don't know if But it otherwise, where went would you ever what, get to see? But I never saw any. Anything like that dancing, plays. singing, costuming, lighting, sound production. Uh, the arts kind of celebrated in that way, and the, and the culture of our community celebrated the story told. I mean, it is like in the vein of. Dollywood and um, Branson, that sort of type of entertainment. But, oh, and, and then so you're a little kid who likes to sing. You want to be one of those Burning Hill singers. You want to be one of those cloggers. And one of our Watford City girls was in it. She's been in it for, like, this is her third year. Yeah, and let's face it. How much cooler does it get than having a holster on your hip that <laughs> you your put microphone. your microphone in so that you can dance better without your microphone in your hand? This time, I always thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> And they have a really great house band. This time I wanted to be, of course, the rider, and I wanted to be the fiddle player. She was great. Uh, yeah. Their band is always amazing. Their band is good. So um, you all have your own Medora memories, I'm sure, but that was the one that we made. And then the next day we went, and really the only thing you can do with kids in Medora in a hot day is it got up to 90 degrees. Do the mini golf in the morning. Hot in Medora. So it's an always. oven. Yeah, because you're down in the Badlands and there's no breeze and it's 10 degrees warmer there than anywhere else in the world. They put in a lazy river. We floated the lazy river and played in the pool all morning. It was perfect. Then we got dressed and went and had ice cream. Perfect. Start Tried to shop hot. Went to the little, there's a little place where you can um, like do an arcade game where you're like shooting targets. Well, they 
they also have that. They have a nice Western store there, and mm-hmm. Edie got her first legit hat, <gasps> cowboy hat from that like Western a month ago store. or whatever. I know when it's we, a we're good Western there. store. Yep, that's a good one. And then people like to get the roasted nuts and get the taffy. Oh, and the taffy's always a taffy's good, good. I mean, all of the things. And um, yeah. Oh, and then we did whack a mole <laughs> game because you could put quarters in and play Where's these the games. Where's the arcade at? It's like right next to the town square, kind of where they have that. Uh, the well, the Chuck oh, Wagon. Did you Cafe. watch the shootout? No, we didn't do that one. But oh. there's other stuff. The gospel brunch is in the morning. There's a lot of entertainment throughout the day. I sing in the town square, um, and the Great American Folk Show is there. If you haven't caught that, they air that on Prairie Public on Saturday. That's Tom Brousseau. I've been on that show. He has entertainment during the evenings every day there. The Great American Folk Show. So there's a lot going on, but we mostly did what we could handle with little kids and then went on our merry way. But, yeah. And we had a caramel roll at the Cowboy Cafe. And you didn't even go to the Bully Pulpit. Oh, well, we didn't even talk about that. We have so much to catch up on. But they have a huge, beautiful golf course in the Badlands if you're into golfing. I'm into golfing two holes max. That, that course is actually, because I'm not a golfer either. I have, I have golfed and I do, you know, once every once in a while. But it's worth mm-hmm. just... Like getting a cart and driving either around. getting a cart or just walking it or whatever but it is That's such incredible. a nice it's like part of it's on the river and the other parts up in the badlands and it's a really a mm-hmm. nice nice golf course bully pulpit golf course look it up look us up when you come we will be working this <laughs> this next month a lot on cleanup of the place and a lot on planning for what we're doing with this um, ranch vacation and educational experiences out here and we got a little taste of really what it's like to have some a lot of action with guests out here on Monday, so that was fun. So we can be your stop on your way to Medora because we live by the north unit of the National Park, and that's a pretty incredible, very rustic um, sight to see, a lot different than the south unit, which is Medora. So there's my tourism spiel. That's what I'm, yeah, it's my other job. Yeah, I also found out this week that I'm really... Want to get electric side by side? No, they're quiet. It's just, and this this one that that guy had was old, so it was like, yeah. like ten years old. He said, but it, so it's like golf cart batteries, not the new electric car batteries and stuff. Yeah, this is the man corner of the podcast where you but talk it was about still things perfect. you want to buy. <laughs> so ever since they left, I've been doing a little more research. I bet you have. And Polaris just came out with a new electric <gasps> Ranger. How much is that? More, a lot of money. More than I'm willing or capable of Well, spending. how much is it, for real? Like 25000 Oh, for a side-by-side? That's the base model. Holy jeez. People have a lot of money Yeah. that we don't. <laughs> I just, I mean, I don't want, I just want the electric part. Yeah, Like the makes no sense. more putting gas in yeah. it, the quiet. Like it's I don't, quiet. I don't need to go 300 miles. I don't well, need to pull thing. a house down. I just you, need a side-by-side to help me go out and fix fence and Yeah, you cows. can't like, go fast around here because you can't. You'll hit a rock and go flying. That's why we ride horses because we love it too, but also it, you get more work done safer on horseback. Okay. What's your Medora memory as a kid, the thing that sticks in your mind the most? Didn't I say them already? I don't know. But if you had to pinpoint one, you're a kid, you're in Medora, what are you doing? You never talked about the fondue. Oh, my God. That was a pretty big, that the was pretty cool. The pitchfork fondue. I don't know the musical is just a staple. Mm-hmm. We always went to the musical. And then 
but my family, like we camped there, and then oh, also yeah. they used to, and I think they still kind of do, but we were into archery tournaments, and there was always oh, a big archery yeah. tournament down in the Badlands. Mm-hmm. So then we would go like do the Medora musical and then camp and mm-hmm. then do the yeah that's archery cool. tournament. That's a world I never. We would I would sing there and then we would do the and musical. then we'd go butte climbing. You know, yes, out in the course. Badlands and just find the steepest butte you can. They have now on that big butte that overlooks the um like the Badlands Hotel. They have steps and kind of ladders up that trail, so you can walk and climb up there and overlook the city. It's yeah, there was cool. no steps. No, I know. Well, those weren't like a little sketchy. But the pitchfork fondue, they serve steak. They cook it on pitchforks over a flame, and then you have a big potato, and you eat it all up on top of the amphitheater in the terrace. That's cool. We never do that, but that's a cool... We we haven't. You and I haven't, but my mm. family does. Like, my mom and dad still go there every year, yeah. and they still do the pitchfork every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, that's... When I'm a kid in Medora, I close my eyes, I'm with my cousins, and we're sweating and we're in biker shorts. <laughs> and we're eating chip and mint ice cream on the boardwalk. Like, that's my Medora. So I just wonder what my kids will say, what they remember about it the most. But Edie wanted... I don't know, our kids do so much. Like I know, they really did this. We time. didn't do... I mean... Like, I have bad childhood, but we didn't do the... Well, no, we just didn't go out and about as much. But that's the thing. Like, our generation, the generation before, especially if you're a ranching family, you didn't get to go on big vacations, so Medora would be your, like, overnight stay, yeah, generally. Yeah, it was like summer. we didn't the do... The thing that you like did. Like, the hotel stuff, like, you mm-hmm. know, big trip was go to mine up to Grandma's house. And right. And then Medora, you did. You met family there, yeah. and I think that's why it's such a great business model, too. It's like, get these memories made, start them, and then you continue that tradition. It's really well, but they also do a good enough job with it that well, you, yeah, you want to want to go Absolutely. back there. Absolutely. I'm just coming at it from like my marketing It's not like angle. Disney World. That was a one and done with that place. Yeah, that's another animal entirely. Yeah. Medora feels still small town and quaint and yeah. Then we did Boots Bar too. We always have to do that to eat. So... I don't know. Tell me your Medora memories. I want to hear them. Some people did email me after they read the column saying, like, we were just there, and this is all the things that we did, and it's fun to hear. The musical is great. We are just running on, like, all cylinders right now to get through the rest of this week. Um, But I'm glad we could. I have literally not talked to you all week. I've been passing you by. I was just talking about that archery tournament. I think Ross was just telling me when we were fishing that, that's this weekend. Oh, really? So he's going to take his boys there on Sunday. You should do an archery tournament on the ranch. We should get some targets. I was just thinking, we need another <laughs> thing to do out here. I think that would be cool. I, I would love it. Wouldn't that it's, be cool? It's on the priority list. It's just not towards the top. Well, I mean, we have a few projects to do first. <laughs> we could get to it. <laughs> and I want to be able to get strong enough to actually shoot a bow. <laughs> Someday I will. Okay, well, it's midnight. It's time. Yeah, I got to save my time. energies because I went over and took all the measurements at your mom's bathroom and I got to oh, go. Oh, you're building mom's bathroom. Got to go to Menards tomorrow. She's your next client. Okay, what am I doing tomorrow? I am oh, working a little bit in You town, have to meet. And I'm meeting my uncle's sister, sister. for lunch. That will be nice. She's. Oh. You guys meeting in town? Yeah. 
Then I am getting ready for Ribfest, which is Friday. We're having Jamie O'Neill, Wade Hayes, Ricochet, the, these bands from the 90s and 2000s, country bands, Love and Theft, and Chloe Fredericks, our very own North Dakota singer who was on American Song Contest on NBC. We have a huge lineup of music on the street, all free concert. If you're on your way anywhere this direction, you need to come to Watford on Friday, um, the 12th, which if you're listening to this might have already passed, but Anyway, <laughs> plan on it for next year. Yeah. Watford Happy City anniversary. Ribfest. Oh, that's our anniversary. Oh. It's a working anniversary. We always are at Ribfest on our anniversary. I know. It's like, I wish I knew the person who planned it when that <laughs> was. You're like sweeping streets and picking up garbage and moving picnic tables. I, I don't do. think I'm doing I'm, I'm You're babysitting this kids. Um, 16 years we're married. Yeah. We'll have to talk about that next time. <laughs> I don't have time to think about our anniversary. So we also have to well, do... Well, we can do an update after. Yeah. We'll go, maybe we should do a picnic under our wedding tree. That would be fun. We're going to be at Ribfest. After Ribfest <laughs> on Saturday. I'll be at Ribfest. I'll be up till 5 a.m., I'm sure. Um, but that's a good community event, and it's wild, and I'm happy to be a part of it. So my eyes are closing now. I have more things I want to talk about, but we could talk about them later. Also, I have a lot of cucumbers and a lot of tomatoes if anyone needs them. No, no. <laughs> They're not for giveaway. I like to... Sorry, sorry, folks. I like to give people my, my vegetables because it makes me feel like um, I'm a master gardener. <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh, I have so many. I just had to toss <laughs> a bag of lettuce away. Oh, yeah. It felt real bad, but no, I, couldn't, I tried to put it on a sandwich and it was... No, throw it away it. because there's fresh stuff in the garden. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. we, need, we need to get it. Okay. All right, let's go to bed. Okay. Thanks for listening. Sorry for the wait. Bye, love you, bye. Bye, love you, bye. I'm writing this as my girls are sleeping in two hotel beds in the middle of the Badlands in North Dakota. In fact, the hotel is named the Badlands Hotel. Or is it Motel? I've always wondered about the difference between the two. Anyway, the lights are off and I'm brewing hotel motel coffee, hoping they sleep another hour or so on mountain time because it was a late night coming in from the musical. If you're from North Dakota or a state within a decent driving distance from it, you probably have memories tucked away from the time or times you visited this little tourist town in the Badlands. That's why Medora exists, really, to make those wholesome memories for you. If you were a kid during your first visit, and I hope you were, because like Disneyland, that's really where the magic is, you remember ice cream cones on boardwalks, wagon rides, mini golf, and that really cool wooden playground that looks like the town itself. You played there with your cousins at a family reunion or your classmates on an elementary school field trip to learn about Teddy Roosevelt and the Marquis de Moore and visit the National Park. If you were a mom or a dad or a grandparent during your first visit, you probably made everyone get dressed up in vintage Western costumes and get their black and white old-timey picture taken. Or maybe you told everyone they needed to put on some long pants and boots or tennis shoes and meet up at the trail rides, and only some of them listened, and so there were some sore butts the rest of the weekend. And no matter who you were when you made the first memories, you remember that it is hot down here in the summer in the deep little Missouri River Valley, surrounded by high clay cliffs and yucca plants, cedar trees, and prairie dogs. 
And of course, you remember the musical. For those of you who have never been to Medora, North Dakota, this is what it's known for. The greatest show in the West running in the Burning Hills Amphitheater built right into one of those steep badlands banks since 1965. It's pretty spectacular, really, just the venue itself. I go to take in that view and appreciate the vision and ambition that brings families from around the world to our little corner of it. Where else do cowboys and cowgirls in patriotic costumes carry the American flag up and down the steep banks of the wilderness under the spotlight of the production? And man, do I always want to be the one on that horse carrying that flag in the spotlight. That feeling doesn't change when you get older, I guess. Anyway, they're singing and dancing and clogging in a little bit of reenactment and special guest performers. Last night it was basketball tricks and fireworks at the end. They really go all out, and I don't care who you are, it's wholesome as heck, and you leave there feeling a little lighter maybe, especially if you bring a kid or two with you so they can remind you to watch with a little less of the adult cynicism that you've come to acquire over the years, and more of their innocence. That's the part that got me last night, sitting between my two young daughters who were wearing the blinking, sparkling, light-up cowgirl hats we bought them at the start of the show, because who could resist? They were so dang cute, and they were experiencing this little North Dakota kid milestone for the first time. Well, technically the last time my oldest was here, she was a baby and had a massive blowout during the first dance number, and we had to buy her a adorable t-shirt to get us through the rest of the show. But anyway, next to us were her cousins and their grandma and their aunts, and that's why this place holds a special soft spot for so many around here, because that's the sort of crew you bring along with you to a place like this to do something together and feel good and usually sort of sweaty about it. And so that's what we're doing today when the kids wake up. They're putting their light-up cowgirl hats back on and we're turning into tourists in our own countryside. We're mini-golfing, we're lazy-rivering, we're shopping, we're listening to music, and dang it, we're getting ice cream. Of course we're getting ice cream in this little gem of a tourist town with the other moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas and aunts and uncles, because if you can get away for a night, this is what you do in North Dakota in the summer. Okay, the kids are stirring now, and my little sister's knocking with my latte from the cute shop down the street, so we better get to it. We're back at the 